Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey, everybody. How are you? How are you, Pat? Very well, my friend. Yeah. Had a nice night's sleep. Did you? I did. Went, went to bed at 4.30, got up in the night. I get up before that, but I don't go to nice bed. Nice 12 hours. <laughs> Solid 12. I never get to bed that early. No. They don't let me. Yeah, you would. I could have I could have gone to sleep at about 6 last night after the whole dog thing. Oh, but at some uh, points, I just tell the wife, I'm going upstairs for now, yeah. I'll see you. And she'll just leave me alone. Everybody will leave me alone. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I well, see. If my problem is if I if I take a nap at six, mm-hmm. it's over. Oh no, no! But I could take a nap and go back to, right to sleep at the same exact time I always do. Yeah, my yeah. body is inured to this is when you go to sleep. Yeah, and this is when you get up. Yeah, like, if I'm if I'm super exhausted, like yesterday, I was kind of like, well, I could go to bed, and then when everybody else in the house went to bed, I was like, I gotta finish that movie. <laughs> I was like, and then we have to. Well, I wanted to. It's January. It was the end of January, January, and I had to finish. I started it in January. I wanted it to count. Um, And then, um, yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know, Fergus, uh, the uh, Science Patrol official dog, uh, had a tumor removed yesterday from his uh, neck, Mm. and uh, he's currently a radar dog. Yeah, he's got a big cone on, and he looks like he hates. He's an angry lamp right now. (laughs) He's not not super thrilled. He's not a happy dog. Um, so, but you know, he's he's comfy. He's he's, he's eating like a horse now. So he's you know he's, he's good. He's fine. He's okay. He just does not like to comb. Um, <laughs> Which I can't blame him. No, why would you? why would you? I just thought I'd keep you all in the in the in mix. Luke. Yeah. And uh, so today we're going to talk about episodes eight and nine of Ultraman Max. We are back to the max. Yes. We're uh, done now with Blazar until the movie comes out. Yes. Was that April, Mar- uh, I March? Know. I don't know. Or something I don't, like I don't remember. I'll yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it comes out, you'll remind me. I'll yeah. watch it and we'll be ready. We'll see it on, <laughs> we'll see it on Facebook and go, oh, oh got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's generally how this works. Yeah. So, we are not smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Um, August 20th, 2005, the name of the episode, Dash Annihilated. Um Air dates of uh, August 20th, 2005, or March 2nd, 2017 in the U.S. Uh, Kengo Kaji is our director. Sotaro Hayashi is our writer. Special effects directed by Yuichi oh. Kikuchi. Okay. How do you like that? I didn't realize they went back to having special effects directors. Yeah, well, they always have special effects. Well, kind of. But I mean, like, maybe some, maybe they had... Too much stuff going on. I don't know. We, who knows? A meteorite lands and life signals are found inside of it. Nobody can seem to catch the alien as it drains people's life energy, and Max is the only one left to stop it. You may want to put the fact that the meteor hatches. <laughs> <laughs> Minor technical yeah. detail in yeah. there. Yeah. My, I, can, I can watch my English teacher grade that and go, what happened here? Big line. What happened exactly. here? Uh so the episode opens up with this great, like what we think I, I thought was a dream sequence at first. I did as well. Absolutely thought it was a dream sequence. So the whole, yeah, okay, yeah, the whole, the whole headquarters is dark, um, and it does take place at night. Yes, and he tries calling around. Where is everybody? What's right. going around? So, the, on the computer, on the their communicator too. Yeah, and he goes into the main headquarters, and hey, it's a surprise party for Kaito. Yes, and uh, it's pretty great. Um, they make him a big old cake, which was kind of cool, and. Um, the the one um, the one uh, woman whose name escapes me. Um, oh, don't worry about their names at this point. But go ahead. <laughs> I, I cannot think of her name. It drives me like I. You know, it would be great. Uh, I understand that. Like, this is more work for somebody. But uh, you know, I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> what would be great is on these on these like cast lists right on. The wiki would be pictures. <laughs> that would be helpful. That would be helpful. <laughs> you know, not I think I think her name is Mizuki. Is the one who's that's her. Yeah, she makes you know she makes the cake and she seems real goo goo eyes over yes. this guy all yes. of a sudden. Well, the, here's our basic problem. <laughs> we, we took a long break. <laughs> 
then we've got steel sieves for brains. Yeah, exactly. So nothing sticks. We go back to it eight weeks, you know, um, two months in. Yeah. On episode eight, we're like, who are these people again? Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly what I said. I have no recollection of who nope. anybody is. Nope. I had to start from scratch yep. all over again. <laughs> like Pat said before, he knows who Sean is because he's the white guy. <laughs> the token the token guy should. <laughs> exactly. He's like, uh, do you know that's something that they you'd think they might bring back? But you Why don't we to, have a token guy from another country who speaks Japanese? That's the basic problem. Is that the guy that would have to speak Japanese? There's got to be. I'm sure there are. There's got to be people who would be willing to be an Ultraman, but who are not Japanese, right? Speak, speak Japanese, Japanese fluently, and want and are actors and want to be in Ultraman. You're getting to a smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller slice. Yeah. Now they could do what Sean has been doing. And continue to be the Ultraman promoter in English and right, 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 right. They could do it in some other place. Right, I could see. Well, yeah, that. that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. But you're getting to a smaller and smaller and smaller slice of people. Do you really want to do it for like no money? Right. That's the other <laughs> argument: is that they don't really make a ton right, of I money. Mean- it's not like they're bringing somebody in and the guy's like, hey, we laid out a bunch of money for this awesome co-star. Right. No, no, no. You no, are no. the co-star, so yeah. you're not making a very ton much, of money. Very much how uh, Yvonne Craig, when she joined the Batman cast, became second highest paid actor. Paid actor. Uh-huh. It's like Burt Ward was like, yo, hi. I'm th- right here. I, what the hell? <laughs> Jeez. But she looked much better in her suit than Burt Ward looked in his suit. She was fantastic. But have you seen any of those lately? They're terrible. And I don't mean... The action is fine. Like, she's great. They, but, they oh were, my God, there's no budget. No. Because Miss Craig needed to get paid. And I never argue people getting paid. Right. I can't. Except when it shows on the screen that they had to move down because the budget went to this person. Dude. It's just the villains' lairs are black box theaters with yeah. like seven pieces of equipment in it. A staircase that goes literally Nowhere. to a black curtain. Yep. Like <laughs> Batman season three becomes a fever dream from the go. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, so they uh, the party is interrupted by a satellite detecting an incoming meteorite. Yeah. Uh, so Dash, of course, deploys to change his course. Um, and of course, um, it's far too expensive to show us. <laughs> and they came back. They were like, "Well, we did that." We did it. <laughs> and I was right there, going, "Okay, that makes sense. Why show what's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money? Just come back and say it's done. Okay, fine. We buy it. We're good. <laughs> well, we did it. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's done." Alright, I have to take your word for it. <laughs> and again, cost-saving measure, all good, yeah. no problem. So they bring a sample of it back for study. And Professor Yukari uh, detects a life signal inside of it, and it's small. Right. Um, right. Here's a question for you. Go ahead. One, where did the rest of it go? Because I mean, they, they deflected it somewhere, right? Well, they said that they landed it safely. Oh, okay. So I don't exactly know where they landed it, if that's where your question, but they did say they did land it safely. Okay, here's the other question. Go ahead. If, the, if they bring back a sample, right? Where, are there more of yes. those space monsters, like, there getting ready? Be. Right? You there think, should right? be. You're not wrong on that point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're going to... Puddle. Gigantic puddle. Yeah. Now, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, I can just picture the writer, like, waking up in a cold sweat, like, 25 years later, like, oh, no. <laughs> we didn't mean that. Oh, no, shoot. <laughs> that should have been the whole meteorite. Damn. Oh, well. And I always go with, they shockingly got the one The one part. piece, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're exactly right. Giant plot hole. Yeah, there should, there be, should be dozens a, of right. these things all over the place. There should be a trillion of them. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, fine. The meteorite breaks open. Both Sean and the Professor are hurt by Bug Dallas. Uh, sure, why not? With uh, a beam that draws life energy from the victim by sucking it out of his neck, apparently. Which okay, vampire kaiju, all good. Yeah, no fine with that. No worries yeah. at all. 
Exactly. I'm going to move that because you're gesticulating. I always do. You and know you're gesticulating three inches from the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, the backup recorder on the Weekly Planet was named Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, I wish I had thought of that. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. Uh, so, and uh, Bugdalis is a pretty good-looking monster. And it's I it. like the design of it. Mm-hmm. The way they kept it basically the same design as it slowly mm-hmm. got bigger as we're you know, going through the episode. Mm-hmm. But it was a very, very cool design. Yeah. I give them that. Yeah. Then, I mean, we've got two two monsters that we don't really see again, as far as I know, um, anywhere else. These are both the, the unique designs in these two episodes. Yes. And I could see them bringing them back. Yeah. You know, with the Ultra-Ran series that we know we're going to get eventually. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's go. I think, you know how they're doing that? They want to do that Darkness Heels thing where the... Where the bad guys all band together to do, like, to save the universe because, like, well, if anyone's going to destroy it, it should be us, not right. this guy. Not this not guy. Not this interloper. <laughs> you know, like, who the hell does he think he is? Exactly. <laughs> That's where you can bring these guys yeah. back. If Ultraman Belial can't destroy the universe, nobody gets to destroy the universe. <laughs> That's my job, yeah, guys. Who the hell do these guys think they are? <laughs> So, we're doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. That's us. But it's getting there. That's right. <laughs> but the job's going to get done. Like, they could bring in the League of Also Rands. Yeah. Yeah. And the only problem with the League of Also Rands, right. and we already know what the problem is, how many different suits do they have to create? With those guys, not many. It's all lycra and, and paper mesh. Bad masks. Yeah. <laughs> Not that bad. Like I think, but I, I honestly think the League of Also Rans should be in a more comedy. Uh, oh, you're setting it up for series, comedy, like, a, like a Rube. Series. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like these guys are all jobbers. <laughs> what? what are they doing? What are yeah. they trying to well, do? Yeah, what kind of bunch of hacks are we fighting? You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. So Ellie finds an image from surveillance data and sends locations. Oh, because the monster can become invisible. Right. So right. Uh, it starts to whittle down the team. Um, Slowly sucking the life out of each one of them. Right. Okay, fine. And this is the uh, this is the episode where we realize this uh, complex is chock full of people. And that's something we don't often see in right. a series. We can we've had crowd scenes outside, right? This when is, we had I forget which series. The first series, first series was right. okay. We've got this giant building, and there's five people. Yeah. <laughs> you never see a guy like walking by with a clipboard, or you know, some guy like taking off his tie after duty. He's going in the locker room. Like there's nobody in the background. Right. right. This series, they have people all over. Yeah, it's great. Place. Like you. It, it really lends itself to a populated universe. Yes. Yes. You know, absolutely. Like, not just like who's gassing up the chopper in the first one? Like, like poor Ito's like, all right, we got to fly out. All right, I got to go fuel up all the jets. Like, you personally, there's yeah, nobody else. Yeah, that's it, right? Like, <laughs> and you're not wrong. And basically, the problem you always have is it's money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You have to pay these people to do these things for a day. Right. And I don't know how much they get paid in Japan. You've said it's not really a whole heck of a lot. Right. They don't get paid a lot in Manhattan. Right. Which is expensive. Right. So I'm going to guess it's the same, really not a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But, you know, kudos to you guys for getting it right. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the captain and everybody are literally, like, pulling, like, ma- like guys with hard hats and Guys, yeah, like yeah, they had like, a lot of extras in this. Regular dudes, like yeah. just like like you know, uh, men and women who who their their job is support staff for Dash, which is fine. Yeah, absolutely, I'm there for it. Right, the Science Patrol, on the other hand, the, look, the, uh, you and I are the most realistic depiction of how good it would go with a very small staff of us. <laughs> Same idea. I'm, we're like we got us and Casey, and then that's it. That's like it. That's nobody who's gassing up the chopper. Us. That's it. Like it's crazy. You're not wrong. So You're not wrong. Uh, and they're they're taking <laughs> what I love about the guns in this is that they they take ammo, but it's laser ammo. Okay. 
Could be some sort of battery pack. I know. It, I don't know how it works. And I looked. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. And I was sitting there going, so they have to put in the ammo. Okay, fine. And, and it loads it like a six shooter. Right. And then it shoots lasers somehow. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and then they can just swap that out with a different cartridge to, to shoot. shoot Get more la- bigger lasers. <laughs> I don't know. Greener lasers. I don't know, but they're, they're, they hurt a lot more apparently because the monster's like, "Owie, that hurts." So, <laughs> sure. Why? Well, and that, like you said, science. Sure, because you can't possibly explain it at all. But you know what? Keep it moving. Keep, keep, it, keep moving. it moving. Keep moving. Let's go. Don't explain that. Don't worry about it. Keep moving. Nothing is here. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, so um, Mizuki goes to confront the life form. The professor, the professor, the professor and Sean. That's why I said that because Sean, the professor and Sean, yes. discover that Bugless has eggs inside of it. It's a little nasty. A little nasty. Uh, Kaito goes after it. Uh, goes after Mizuki rather. And he arrives and hits it with the special shot, knocking it out. Of course. Uh, he, of course, learns, however, that Nizuki was also hit. The monster gets back up, drains Kaido's energy, and grows to giant form and flies off. Right. So Kaido, basically drunk, because <laughs> well, he's got no, no energy. Got no energy. He lost a lot of his energy. Right. He can still move. Yeah. He's not dead. But he's like, ah, I'm exactly. so tired. Uh, flies off in Dashbird 1. <sighs> yeah, and... Uh, the, to try to like to you know, follow to it follow. at least if they can yeah um, and one thing I noticed I think it was in this one uh, when the when the dash command vehicle goes out and then dashboard one and two leave right right does it not look like there isn't enough room in no, the thing not. for the okay there's not <laughs> you're not there's absolutely I'm like wait a second <laughs> And I thought that same thing. I was like, okay, that can't work. Yeah. Just shut up. <laughs> Tell my, the physics part of my brain, shut up, shut yeah. up, shut up. Just like, enjoy the show. How? It doesn't. It, it, they can, neither one can fit inside the giant Well, I mean, room. it could, but there's not room for stuff like engines in the other. Like, you know, right. and guys who are flying it and, you know. And anything the else. The lunch lady, you know, like... <laughs> Serving up the sloppy joes on Wednesday, but like you know, there's <laughs> and like that's why I got confused in this one. Is I'm like, wait a minute, are they all in the big dash command vehicle, or is this at the headquarters? And then they cut to the head, like outside the headquarters, and I'm like, okay, thank you, yeah, because this was getting confusing. I'm not, I wasn't sure if I'm like, wait a minute, so this is all happening while they're flying around? That doesn't seem right. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, confuse the hell out of me. Absolutely not. And and you've been to, or at least you've seen the Intrepid. Yes, and and yes, and have been inside. <laughs> yes, you can see how big it is. Oh, it's huge, yeah. And how the planes have to fold their wings to right. be able to fit in. Well, so does Dashbird One. They they eject it, and the wings go floop, you right. know, not arguing, right? But it's also not flying, and there's also. A gigantic open space yeah. to hold the planes with the wings folded up. It's in the sky of the seas. I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like every other thing on that ship is minute so that you have room for planes. Right. Like all the hallways are for tiny people. Yeah. Like you don't fit. I have to bend small. constantly. That's right, yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Like one job I know I could never do, Submariner. No. No, 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 no. Either, what well, I either mean Namor, or actual Submariner, like Submarine Guy. I don't look good in a Speedo, and I can't fit in the corridors. <laughs> I know, I, we tried to go into that thing, the submarine that's right next to the Intrepid, mm. and my wife is like, this is small. I'm like, yeah, you think? Yeah. Because I'm bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I did it when I was a kid, and I was like, nope, never again. Yeah. Don't care for it. Too claustrophobic and for rich. I worked in claustrophobic areas. Not a problem. Yeah. But I'm not stuck there for weeks on end. Right. Underwater. Underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way to breathe. Right, 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 right. You know, right. I can look up, and there is sky or tent or something above me. Ah. Uh, I'm not yeah. just stuck in giant metal yeah. cylinder under 
gallons and gallons and gallons of ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. No, 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 thank you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, monster is brought down, of course, uh, but he also manages to ground the plane. Of course. So uh, Kaido transforms into Ultraman Max. Which, of and course. And they have a hearty uh, kick around. Which I don't have a problem with. He's, uh, got to put it this way, at least he's better than, oh, good God, the one we just watched. Oh, towards the Oh, powered? Powered. Yeah. Whereas, I'll quit it. Stop! Ultraman, I'll quit it. Stop. Stop! I'm telling you. Oh, you want to go there? You want to go there? You want to stop hitting yourself? Exactly. Yeah, it's Ultraman Big Brother. Oh, don't stop hitting yourself. Um... Of course, uh, headquarters. Of course, makes an antidote for the after effects of the beam. Amazingly, and Kaido's birthday is celebrated as the episode ends. Uh, were you as disappointed as I was that Ellie did not wear the party hat for the entire episode? <laughs> because I was waiting for her to like start doing official duties with the hat on, and, and then like whip it off. Yes, like wait a second. And you would have thought, as an android, she wouldn't have really cared what she was wearing. Oh yeah, but. She didn't wear it's not the logical. Whole... Right. Now, is this... She actually gets up and leaves in the middle. I can go... Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I think is hysterical is, like, she, of course, has, like, high heels on. Like, not high heels, but, like, boots with a you know, uh, yeah. heel on. But, like, do you need that for an android? I guess. I <laughs> need it for she, a girl. Yeah, she has she's to. also also probably... Five foot one and a half. Yes. You know, tiny. Yeah. Tiny. A lot of people that are in showbiz are either massively huge people or Or little elfin people who should be either assisting a cobbler or baking (laughs) tree uh, cookies in (laughs) a tree. Cookies in trees. (laughs) Absolutely. They're like small elfin people. And, you know, they have their apple crates for that reason. They can stand next to each other and you're like, I thought that person was smaller. They are smaller. It's yes. the illusion of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, I I appreciate Ellie, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if they take her uh, out on a mission. Oh, I never even thought of that. I would think that she is probably going to go on a mission that's going to have to, yeah. Gonna I, I could see that she might not, but I would hope yeah. that they do. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I like I, I I can see her moving away from being uh, console bound. Yes, yes. So, but yeah, um, a fun episode. <clears throat> and the the only part I had a confusion with, okay, is as Ultraman gets the kaiju in the headlock during the battle. <laughs> yeah, the kaiju foams at his mouth. Yeah, because why? Just because science, because that's what it does. Yeah, sure, I guess. Reason, so, I mean, nah, I just see he's like, <clears throat> <clears throat> like I'm trying. Either that, or he's trying to do the 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 sucky laser and can't do it because he's being choking. choking. Yeah, so he's like, that's that's him how trying it, to do it. Maybe you know. I, okay, sure, fair enough. Yeah. I, uh, again, not one of those. You things know why? Like, you know why? Pat? Drama. Exactly. <laughs> of course. So yeah. <laughs> So, a quick monster minute for Bug Dallas. Uh, his alternate name is Bag Dallas. Sure. Sure, why not? Uh, I like Bug Dallas better. Yeah. 25 centimeters to 50 meters. Right. 970 grams to 35,000 tons. Okay. He's a hungry boy. Uh, Homeworld is unknown. First appearance and only appearance has been this episode, Dash Annihilated. See, um, I could, like I said, I could see him coming back. He sure. was a decent costume. It's yes. amazing that that is a costume that they. It's entirely possible that they repurposed the costume and made it into something of else. Yeah, bit and some because of like otherwise, there's got to be a ton of <laughs> like costumes that haven't been used. Yeah, like that's it. Yeah. Um, let's see uh, if we have anything important. Um, Designer is Ichiro Itano. The monster's attack on the Dash headquarters is a tribute to Silver Bloom's attack on the Mac base. Back in, um, sure, uh, Ultraman Leo, isn't it? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, Mac is. Uh, yeah, Mac is. Mac is uh, Leo, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Mac is Leo. Okay. Sorry, we we have a trauma response. Leo, oh god, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Yeah. Um, his roar is a stock dinosaur sound. Okay. What is a stock dinosaur sound at this point? Yeah, I guess, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> oh, hey, get a load of this. One of Bug Dallas's feathers was acquired by Ignis as one of his collections in Ultraman Trigger New Generation Tiga. Yeah, there you go. Got Somebody's there watching you go. something. Um, oh, did you see that? That new there's that new Ultraman clip show that's out. Um, no, I did not. Oh yeah, there's a, there's a whole new there's a whole new clip show right now. Okay, um, and it is. Um, I'm trying. I'm slightly off mic because I don't want to hold the phone too close to the recorder, the recorder and, gotcha. and get um, bang. everybody angry. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically that's basically where I'm going with that. Um, come on now, yeah, let's look up the Subaraya. Oh, it's on the Subaraya. It's on the Subaraya official channel. That's why okay. I was surprised that yeah, you I have not have not at seen it. that. Um, no, I don't want to continue watching. I want to look at. <laughs> God damn! I know, on. I know. Come on, because the Subaru things in Japanese, so it's at the bottom of my list. So right. when the pop-ups come up, it covers the option. Uh, New Generation Stars, it's called. Okay. And it's um, a half-hour clip show of all sorts of this and that. Oh, and, right. um, I have to look that up. It's it's funny. The first episode opens. It's one of the girls from Storage. Like working on a project, uh, and then like, oh, remember when this happened? They I go through you. the events of the first episode of that, and fair enough. So fair enough. I was like, all right, I like the framing device. I don't think there's anything we need to cover, but they are shooting new stuff for it. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, very cool. Yeah. All yeah, right. I'll yeah. have to take a look at it. Yeah. Um, and if they're five minute episodes, no, no, it's half an hour. It's oh. half an hour. <laughs> so like, it, it's leaving on in the background kind of thing. Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, and it's. Um, I will forever love to rewatch the first part of the first episode of Zet for the Gomez scene as he comes around the corner and you're like, that looks really great. Yeah. And then, um, uh, what's his face flies in oh. and, um, the robot, um, Oh, uh, uh, King Joe. No, that's, that's, not that's that. the older one. The, oh, the Sevenger. Sevenger, right. So Sevenger comes in, and he's just giant size compared to the tiny little Gomez. <laughs> Gomez like, ah! And he starts <laughs> running away. <laughs> I'm like, that's a beautiful sight gag. It really is. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, uh, yeah, that's fun stuff. Do I have a roar for this guy? Even though it's a stock roar? No, stock there's roar. no stock Don't roar. Don't worry about it. Um, and uh, that's it. So we're going to come back next in a minute to deal with episode 9 of Ultraman Max. The Dragon's Lover. Ooh, hello. <laughs> right after this. And we are back with more Science Patrol for episode 9 of Ultraman Max. The Dragon's Lover. Mm. Oh, how, how deliciously titillating. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> I was doing, um, I, was, I wasn't I was doing uh, George Takei, I was doing um, a very bad Gail Gordon. Oh, uh, I was doing George Takei. Yeah. So I was doing, <laughs> oh, Mrs. Ricardo. You know, like, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> Speaking of old shows. Okay, sure. <laughs> Went there. Joyce Randolph. Honeymooners. Honeymooners. Just died. Yeah, yeah. At 99. Yep. God bless her. Yep. 99 seems to be the barrier because Betty White didn't make it. Somebody else recently, too, yeah. hit 99. Yep. Um, I who gosh, was. I can't think it was a gentleman. Well, and yeah, it just it seems to be the, a barrier. the celebrity barrier. It's like, we can't. They were, don't hit a century. Exactly. You can't do it. And they were even saying that when she started on the Honeymooners, she didn't actually own a television. There you go. <laughs> I'm on television, I think. You know, <laughs> they tell me. 
I'm the check clears. Check clears. I don't worry about it. But she didn't actually own one as yeah. she was doing the oh, show. And we might as well uh, say uh, rest in peace to Carl Weathers. Yes. Who passed yes, away. I saw that. Um, yesterday, I believe. Yesterday. Yes. And As we record yesterday. And also Wayne Kramer, guitarist of the MC5. Both of these guys, like 75. Yeah. Carl Weathers, I think, was 76. 76. Yes. That's yeah, way too bad. First off, Way too close to how old we are. And second off, it's getting closer every yeah, day. Yeah, I hate it though. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's only 20 years away from Yeah, don't now. care for that. No, <laughs> sir. Mm-mm. Don't care for that. Um, yeah, and uh, Wayne Kramer was in the uh, uh, band called the MC5, Motor City 5, known for a song called Kick Out the Jams. Um, you might have, but. Uh, That's fine. Uh, if I wasn't afraid of getting a copyright strike, I'd have Casey insert a piece of it here. Let but I won't. <laughs> we don't want them to sue us because we right. don't have the yeah. money for that. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, did you hear the news? Podcasting is uh, on the decline uh, because uh, ad revenue yes. is apparently in the dirt. Yes. Um, fortunately, that does not affect us one bit because we, we haven't got a touch of ad revenue. <laughs> yeah. So our ad revenue remains steady. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. We're right there. Yeah. <laughs> so you could go the other way too. Our ad revenue has gone up by measures. Two hundred percent. Two hundred percent. Five hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> nothing is still nothing. Five hundred times. I prefer, I prefer our ad revenue has remained steady throughout the life of this podcast. <laughs> Zero. Simply do that. Nothing. Uh, so anyhow. Um, <laughs> hey, that's weird. I clicked on the uh, I clicked on the Dragon's Lover link and it did not go. No, that's not good. Yeah, that happens. So anyway, we're going to talk about the Dragon's Lover episode yes. nine, uh, August twenty seventh. Happy birthday, Rich, um, two thousand five. And uh, oh, I was a young man of thirty five. You were born in nineteen seventy. <laughs> good mathing, not bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> seventy. You're three years younger than I am. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, and uh, March 3rd of 2017, Happy Birthday Somebody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Yuji Kobayashi, special effects director uh, Hiro Chika Marashi. Directed by Futoshi Sato. There you go. I wanted to make sure I got everybody. There you go. A mysterious creature is sighted in the lake, and the town has a legend of a dragon involved. Dash investigates, and it turns out to be fraud. And yet Kaito is not sure. Right. Hmm. Mystery. And the basic problem I have with this episode is the same thing we always say every time when we watch these shows. Why don't, in the world are we moving the shrine? The shrine? Yeah, why? <laughs> Stop with the shrine moving. <laughs> so there's a small town with a dragon shrine. And uh, some footage of, is captured of a kaiju-like creature in a lake. Yes. Um, we open up, the, there's, the, there's a mayor... Um, talking to his son about the town is like, you know, kind of on its last legs. And they're like, well, if we could build a hot springs resort here, we could make all kinds of money from tourists. Here's the question. Why wouldn't you make a resort and then have a special section of that resort, the dragon shrine. So you could say like, Hey, while you're here, uh, uh, we're putting your feet up. Why not go thank the dragon for the opportunity to do so? Yes. Like, I'm incorporated it into the resort. Now I don't know. If, think. I don't know if um, if uh, Japanese deities uh, require a certain amount of acreage. <laughs> like, I don't know how. It like, works. look, can our, can't answer the yeah. question. Like, no shoes within six hundred feet. You know, yeah. like <laughs> that we don't know. Can't answer any of those questions. Right. Like I said, you've seen any number of churches. Depending on where they are and how they're built, they either have. Tons of land around them, or they're squashed in. Right. There's no way exactly. Like, yeah. So, do they need a lot of land? Do they not need a lot of land? I don't know. There is a there is a book by Terry Pratchett that I recommend you either listen to or buy or read. Read. Um, uh, however you want to do it. Uh, look at it. Right. Have it have it played for you. Um, it's called Small Gods, and the idea is that. Um, there's a there's a country in the what their what their equivalent of the Middle East is called Omnia. Okay. And the great god Om is responsible for or no the yeah uh, the great god Om is a, a, a 
responsible for everything and you know, <clears throat> everything is an abomination unto Nugan. Like you can't dance, you can't do this, right? So there is a a young kind of dim um like uh acolyte okay. who works at the temple. And he does the sweeping. Uh, and he does, you know, he does these. He's, he's, he's a grunt guy. So he finds a tiny turtle in the yard on its back. Okay. And he flips it over, and he's like, "Okay, you're good now." And uh, the turtle starts talking to him, uh, and the turtle's like, "Oh, I'm the god Om." And he's like, "No, you're not." And he's like, <laughs> "The god Om is all powerful and this and that." And he goes, "Yeah, here's the thing about gods, kid. They only work when people believe in them, and nobody believes anymore." Except you, and it's this really fantastic take on religion. I mean, religion with on just the nature of belief and how powerful that can be, and and it's funny as hell. And I I highly recommend it. I will look into it. Yeah, I will look into it. I'll go to the library. It was it was my first, no, my second Terry Pratchett book, and I was I've gone through six copies of it because I keep lending it to people, and they they never give it back. Never give it back. (laughs) So I was like. I did that with the cranberries. No need to argue. I think I bought that seven, eight times. <laughs> just, here, listen to this. Give it back to me. Well, yeah. no, it's here. Li- <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've done that a couple of times. But yeah, that's there's a reason that at one point I owned like twelve copies of the Cannonball Run because you because I just give it to people. Yeah, you've never seen it here. <laughs> They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, that's yours now. You have to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> if I never get it back, it's fine. But uh, so. Um, that we open with um, Kaido talking to this girl in a white dress, and she's like, "Oh, you can't destroy the shrine." Right. No kidding. Uh, yeah, so that's like I said, do not destroy the shrines in Japan. They're important. Yeah. Most of the time, they're like a plug in a dam, and the <laughs> dam is just Holding angry back. monsters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so, okay, fine. So, uh, they, they go to, they see something on the news, Dash, that, oh my god, there's this monster in the lake, and it's drawn people to the town, that's fantastic. Right. And they go, and right. they find out that it's, like, a guy in a boat. So, it's like... Now, here's the thing. Because the guy admits it, he's like, no, it's a boat, but we needed it for tourists, and yeah, it's not yeah. such a bad thing, and that. Which it really isn't. <sighs> if Loch Ness a, Monster. Right. I, if you could go to Loch Ness tomorrow, I would you? Why not? It's certainly nice enough. I am. Might you see a monster? But wh- how long would you stay there? A day, a week? A that month? might be a nice weekend. Okay, fair enough. Should I drop the accent at this point? Yeah. Hi. Okay. Good <laughs> enough. So, um, yeah, I, I think if you, I think a weekend would probably be good. Like you stay in the castle. A castle or something. A castle. Um, not a castle there, there's probably hundreds. There. There's, <laughs> we built new castles. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably it's probably in in you know decent weather. It's probably a nice place if you can walk along the lock. It's probably a very nice area. You know that middle part that you ran right over. Nice weather. Decent weather. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's Scotland and all, but you know it is Scotland, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, rains all the blind. <laughs> I know, time. I know. <laughs> and foggy. But the other parts of the That's time. right. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely dampness. Um, but yeah, it would be, it would be. I think it would be interesting to see, and I bet you could buy some cool tchotchkes. I'm sure you could. I bet you there's Nessie stuff <laughs> oh, far and wide. <laughs> and I love me some tchotchkes. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a man. I am a man since, a, since I was a tiny child who loved a souvenir. Yes. When we go to places, I purposely now buy mugs. Mugs? Okay. I used to buy shot glasses, and then I realized I really can't use shot glasses. Mugs I can Tiny use. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Pat every morning has a flight of coffee. They bring it to him on a paddle. It's like 27 shots. He's like, okay. Oh, you could do espresso. No. I'll see. Oh, God, no. I had espresso once. I was up for 18 hours after it. I was like, can't do this again. <laughs> I was just wired. I'm like, I cannot have this again. I guess I was. I got used to it quick. <laughs> um, um, Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to... There was another thing I wanted to say about uh, Chashkis, but it's gone now. That's okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, after finding no signs of monsters, Kaito and Mizuki prepare to leave. 
uh, when he literally, like, they're getting in the car and he sees the girl at the edge of the lake again. He just, he doesn't say a thing. He just shuts the door and walks over. And it's like, she's probably starting the car. He's like, what do you want to listen to? And the, the hell did he go? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, I got the new Poison album. <laughs> what are we doing now? Wait a minute. You know, like. Oh, my God. Um. So he sets off after her, and they come to the dragon shrine, and she tells him of the legend that the dragon awakens to punish the village for damaging the lake and the forest, yes. and that the shrine was built to seal the dragon away. <laughs> yes. To con- exactly. Seal, calm, whatever. As the people swore, swore, that Patrick, they would swore, that, they would, that they would never make the same mistake. Exactly. She warns him to stop the upcoming construction, which would damage the environment. However, the sightings of the dragon were merely an attract a plot to attract more tourists, of course. Um, and that day, there is a um, uh, fireworks festival. Yes. So they're shooting off fireworks. And now, what? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. At this point, the sun decides, well, we're going to take down the dragon. Right, well, everybody's over there looking at the fireworks. Right. I can go to the shrine and knock it down. Who does that kind of construction work at night, first off? Like, and the guys doing it are gleefully just knocking it wrecking down. the joint. Yes. Right, they're like having the beggar. Woo! Breaking up the shrine, breaking up the shrine. So, you're like, oh, no. That can't um, be good. Right. And uh, suddenly several tourists report sightings of a huge dragon bursting from the water. Yes. And she's like, you gotta, you gotta do something. I know you can stop it. Um, and you can calm it down with the light of seven colors. Right. Sure. Which, okay. okay. Rainbow. Right. Fair enough. Right. No problem. <sighs> so <laughs> the dragon, uh, Natsunamaru rises from the water and attacks once the dragon shrine is destroyed. Yes. Yes. Uh, spectators flee as the dragon proceeds to light everything within <laughs> within an old view on my fire. God. Yeah. Not only does it light everything on fire, but the thing I thought was the coolest are the fire wings it has. I see now I thought that was kind of chintzy. I thought it was the coolest okay. thing. I th- I mean concept wise I enjoyed it. That's but I thought like it, uh, the special effect I thought was chintzy. Okay, it's 20 years old at this point, and I go, okay, fine. Right. Um, I, that, it's basically it, it, it's where fine I for what it was. Yes. Yeah. But I the dragon it. is fantastic. Oh, it's a very cool suit. It's a man in a suit, and the neck is puppetry. Right. And they like hide the strings in oh, the fact great. that it's nice. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Just hide the strings at night. No right. problem. But it still has to be lit. And on top of that, there's smoke and stuff. They did a great they job. Did a they did a great job. Kudos to you guys. They really did. Um, and he's just lighting stuff on fire and just oh. this blue flame. Lou, do we have more propane? <laughs> we do. Bring it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly it runs on natural gas because uh, it's a blue flame. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, yes. So uh, Ultraman fights the dragon. Very, uh, very uh, similar to um, the, the original series Ultraman. Uh, riding on that dragon. On the dragon's neck. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. And you know that the neck, like you said, is just puppetry. Yeah. So they're, they had to build something else from to actually sit upon because well, you could not have probably riding him. on the shoulders of the guy in the suit part. And then, because that, okay, here's the neck, right? right? Coming off the guy's, great as I know, this visual for an audio medium. I know. But so... He's his are his legs are going over here, and here's On the, the guy's shoulders. neck of the monster, right? And then it's attached by wires. So he's down here riding on the guy's shoulders, shoulders and holding the, the thing neck. and yeah, moving yeah, yeah. it back and forth. Well, okay. The, the marionette guys are doing the, well, the head, but he's also but he's also trying. Right. He's wrestling with it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now that makes a lot of sense because I was like, that is really cool. Yeah, it looks great. It. The design of the monster is absolutely stellar. It is I, fantastic. And again, this is, they could bring this thing back in a heartbeat indeed. and make it look even better with the flame wings that, with the CG oh God, that they yeah. use now. Oh, yeah. Crazy? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a he's a fantastic monster. Yes. And, um, uh, 
Uh, Max, of course, but he can't destroy it because he goes to like fire the, like his finishing move, and uh, the girl emerges from a dragon tear, like she's in a floating orb. Science. Magic. I'm, no, no, science, <laughs> I'm going magic on this guy. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, no worries. And she stops him. Um, she's like, "No, you can't kill him in this and that." Uh, and then, like, he uses uh, the seven colored light to seal the dragon away, which. Because he has to. Yeah, because, there you go. <laughs> Dragon signs. Um, and then uh, they rebuild the shrine. Uh-huh. Right? And then Kaito learns that that girl passed away 20 years before. Right. <laughs> right. So. And, again, we know we should not move these stupid stop, shrines. Stop, stop <laughs> it. The shrine. Stop it. These guys are killing me. Um, anyway, he's a kaiju. He's seventy-one meters tall. Our friend, uh, not uh, not Tsunamaru, um, sixty-three thousand tons. Homeworld is Earth. First <coughs> appearance, Dragon's Lover. The latest appearance, Ultra Galaxy Mega Monster Battle, Never Ending Odyssey, Episode Four, The Disturbing Reunion. He has a cameo in that. Okay, sure. Which we have not watched, but. No. I believe that that is a 12-episode series. Ah, nah. See where I'm I getting. I see where you're going. Uh, we've got, I think, three 12-episode series left. Okay. Those two, maybe four. Because I think maybe Ginga S is 12 episodes. And then Ultraman Ultra 7X is 12 episodes. But I hesitate... Because you're not 100% sure. No, I hesitate because I've seen Ultra, a lot of Ultra 7X and it is dull. <laughs> it's really dull. Okay. Oh. They try, it's an attempt to make a very adult um, oh, yeah. show. And, and it's, they, no, it doesn't work. Dull. You could do it, work. but it's not not like this. You couldn't. Yeah, no, I got um, Let me see what I could find out. Um, Trivia. It is possible that Natsu, uh, uh, Natsumaru's name can be literally translated into Summer Bud Dragon. Okay. It's a Summer Bud Dragon. Comes in on a surfboard. I went the other way. Summer Bud Dragon. Oh, no. I was thinking like Bud Light. Like he's like the <laughs> ultimate party animal, Spuds McKenzie. Um, he's a homage to Dundango, the original. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Uh, not physically seen in the series. Oh, okay. Although not physically seen in the series, an Ultra Galaxy Mega Monster Battle Never-Ending Odyssey, a piece of flesh that resembles his neck and tail, is being seen carried by Ray's Gamora in his mouth, and it later threw it at Alien Barbu's Antlar just as they prepared for battle. Ah, okay, sure, sure. If they tell us that's how it It is assumed that the dragon was killed by Gamora. Okay. Because the... Because why wouldn't it Gamora be? is also seen carrying body parts that belong to Grangon and uh, Mukadender. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, all right. If you say so. Yeah. Wow, they made a really nice toy of that. Oh, did they? Oh, you got to yeah. show me the toy. Got to show me. I know this is not great for the... Uh, oh, that is a cool toy. And it's probably not horrifically expensive. Well, considering it's now 2005, Just 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. But it's probably, but again, there's some some of these Ultraman toys are not like ridiculous, stupid, expensive. expensive because they're. I mean, oh yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay, then don't answer. I'm not going to answer. Okay, I'm going um, to yeah. direct that to voicemail. There you go. Nah, take that, you jerks. <laughs> so yeah, um, I really like the, the, I love I like this episode a lot. These two episodes were really cool. Yeah, the first one, like you said. Wasn't great. This one was way better. Yeah, way. Better. I, I liked the last one. I, I thought the last one was good too. I liked the birthday party. I liked the the it's interesting a, design of the monster. The yes. interesting concept of it used uh, a People laser beam force to to suck the life force out of their neck. Sure, um, sure. Because they, uh, you know, the initial concept was the monster's going to bite people on the neck, and they went, no, 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 you can't have you can't that. Bite. Children are going to bite each other, and you're like, yeah, dumb kids. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Because they can just see it now. Yeah, just local school school children are biting each other on the neck, reenacting an Ultraman thing. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Because kids is dumb sometimes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, I, I like this slot. you have any recommendations this week, Pat? 
I watched that uh, Echo on. I not watched it yet. Not a bad series. Okay. I didn't particularly like the ending, but not a bad series. Okay. And now I'm watching that Masters of Air on Apple TV Plus. World that? War Two plane. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, World War II what could that be about? Like, yeah. I, I could not figure that out for that the life fun. of me. Um, all right, that's awesome. Um, and I'm going to recommend, um, since we just got out of January, um, I'm going to recommend Shanghai Nights, which is the sequel to Shanghai Noon, the go. Jackie Chan, Owen Wilson movie, which I hated the first time I saw it in the theater. Okay. Um, didn't care for it, thought it was a terrible film. Uh, re- upon rewatch, the superior film, of the Shanghai duology, fair enough. I think I think the it really hits its stride, and you have to accept the fact that it is in no way historically accurate. <laughs> and yes, they introduce actual historical figures in it, like celebrities, and you're like, that can't be who that really is, and that can't. I gotcha. and, but no, it's of course not. But it's silly and it's fun. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I can deal with silly fun. It's it's I it's, like it's silly fun. About fun. Um so yeah, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. All Tell my fun stuff. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Spread the word. And um, the suicide prevention helpline is nine eight eight there for your twenty four hours a day. Talk or text because the world is better with you in Exactly. So on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Connor. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bob. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs>